We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Brunson got fouled. They'll try it again. 3.2 remaining. Fournier catches. Fournier fakes. Fournier three. One goal. That's it. Grizzlies hold on and win in overtime. They got a great, great look. Great poise by Fournier to shot fake and clear some space. A thriller here in the opener in Memphis, Tennessee, and the Grizzly fans will go home happy. But holding their breath on another three-point attempt. Evan Fournier, one of the best three-point shooters in the league last year. The terrific fake. Excellent look. And it wouldn't go down. Clark secures the rebound. And the Knicks' excellent comeback comes up short. Okay. Still trying to catch my breath after that one. Um, Quite a last half hour, 40 minutes of basketball to... uh, that game, a I don't know. Do I want to do I want to tag this one with the heartbreaking label? Um, it was close. This was close. This was this was pretty. This was a little rough. Uh, Knicks lose in overtime. Uh, a game they probably should not have ever been in overtime on. Um, but one fifteen, one twelve in Memphis. Uh, what was a very fun game. Uh, over the second half and a game that in no uncertain terms, um, the Knicks had every opportunity to, to win and, um, and steal not, I I don't love that phrasing because with how many players Memphis was down, uh, I, I don't, I don't love characterizing this as a game that the Knicks had to steal to win, 
But after the first half and the way this game, it was, I think it was a 15 point game at the half or 14 point game at the half, 16 point, whatever it was. Um, but the Knicks, it just felt like they did so little right. And it felt like Memphis was doing pretty much everything right. Um, and then in the second half, uh, tables turned. Different story. Lots of reasons for that. Cam, I'm pretty sure Cam Reddish. This is a, there's going to be a few stories that emerge from this game. And there's going to be a right off the bat game one. Already, the Knicks are going to have a massive question on their hands. Actually, potentially a couple of big questions on their hands. I think one very clearly is going to center around Cam Reddish. We'll get to Cam in a second, but let me finish talking about the overall game. Um, you know, Benji, uh, Benji Ridhold, shout out to Ben on, on uh, playback. Uh, shout out to our patrons who joined us on playback. You know, a couple months or twice in the fourth quarter or over time said, you know, make or miss a league, right? Because guys, we had they had opportunities. I mean, think all the way back to the Derrick Rose three to potentially tie the game early in the fourth quarter. That looked like it was going to be huge. And then Bain comes down and hits a three, makes it a six-point game. But there were so many other ones. Um, you know, I quite frankly lost count of how many shots RJ had. Uh, there were those couple of shots in the, I think they were both in the overtime on breaks where he didn't convert that were just those. If I was going to pinpoint two shots that really defined the game, those two on fast breaks for RJ Barrett and then the Brunson fast break as well, but that was a foul and maybe a goaltend. Um, And then that Brunson corner three there, which was just, he had all the time in the world, uh, just an absolute great look. And I feel like there was one other corner three there in the fourth quarter that wide open, great play, great kick out. And whoever it was just, just missed the shot. I mean, yeah, sure. Make or miss league. I get it. The Knicks um, shot 40% from the field, twenty under 25% from three, nine of, of 37. Like, here's the thing, though, that, it, that I guess it doesn't annoy me and it's going to get lost in the sauce, but the Knicks are, you wouldn't have thought coming into this game that the Knicks against the the other pretty like the teams in the league that are thought to be better than them and maybe a notch or two better than them, like the Grizzlies, you wouldn't think that the Knicks could should be in a game on the road opening night against a team like that, shoot 40% from the field and under 25% from three and be in it regardless of what else they did. But they were in this game. And the annoying part is they got down by whatever they got down by in the first half, 14, 15, 16 points because there was a, just that lack of attention to detail on defense. And I'm not, they didn't come out and play badly on defense. They were, you know, they were fine, but you would have thought, and look at me here. I am. I, I thought Thibodeau coached by large, by, by and large, a very good game. They were not, they were not really on their, you know, crossing all their T's and dotting all their eyes on the, on that end of the floor in the first half. And they gave up 61 points to a Grizzlies team that was playing a lot of guys that are not going to play normally for this team when they're fully at health and just, you know, some lack of closeouts and some, you know, lack of attention to detail on some, some high pick and roll stuff. Uh, and that, that annoys me because the, the notion that this team could have won this game, even with the poor shooting, if they had just done the things that they're supposed to do, that's a little annoying. Uh, that said, you know, you live with it. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about the players now because I'm sure we're going to get get into a lot of it in the comments. Um, but I do have to talk about three players to start. 
Um, I'm going to start with the bad um, just to get out of the way because I want to end on a happy note before we go to the comments. RJ Barrett. <sighs> I have to I have to gather myself before I read this stat line. It, it's like three of 18. It, as crazy as it is to say, that doesn't even fully encapsulate how bad he was on the offensive end of the floor. Um, 0 of 6 from deep did not make a three-pointer after shooting 50%, above 50% from three in the preseason. Um, those, like, you are... The reason why when Tyler Hero signed his contract extension, whatever it was, a month after Barrett signed his, the reason why so many Knicks fans... Put aside like the hardcore Barrett stands, but like reasonable Nick fans were like, man, they got RJ for a good value is because Hero, you know, is a slight, a slight man. He's not a big man. You know, he is the size of a guy who's going to get targeted on defense. Um, Not that RJ was that great on defense tonight, but I digress. But like there are things that you should be able to do. Consistently, as a man, R.J. Barrett's size. That we are now in year four, and to to have still these issues finishing around the rim for a guy this big, and with this, like he ostensibly works on this every summer. He that's all he said. He he works on his finishing, and and to, to have like that should be your bread and butter. Your bread and butter should be, I'm going to get to the rim at will. And I'm going to, by year four, I'm going to make enough of those to at least keep defenses honest, or at the very least, I'm going to get to the rim. And it's one game, and he had a terrible game, and I'm not going to kill him for missing a bunch of shots in one game, but it's just, you know, you'd like to have that baseline by year four. And we don't have that baseline. And I hope somebody or many people throw these words back on my face after he reels off 10 consecutive fantastic games after this one. I would love nothing more. Please. I would love nothing more. It's just, I didn't love that. I didn't love that. So that was annoying. Um, now let's get to the good. Isaiah Hardenstein, uh, thanks to Mitchell Robinson, foul trouble, played, felt like he played 40 minutes in this game. Um, as uh, Andrew's putting up the uh, the box score. Yes, 40 minutes for Isaiah Hardenstein. Um, 7-11 from the field, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Wasn't perfect. You know, he got, he got beaten on the defensive glass. Um, on some key possessions, but absolutely adds a different dimension to this team in a lot of ways. Hustle plays, the whole thing. Um, you know, I think this would have been the Isaiah Hardenstein game had it not been for one Cam Reddish. Uh, for anybody who listens to the pod, for anybody who, you know, reads the newsletter, knows that, like, I was quite frankly, shocked by the announcement that Cam was going to get time tonight. Um, I believe about a week ago, for anybody who may have missed it, I made a joke about the fact that like Daquan Jeffries maybe should be higher on the totem pole on this team than Cam Reddish. I said those words. Boy, just absolute, you know, you can't, it's, it's uh, how many weeks until Halloween? Uh, week and a half before Halloween, not enough egg. You, all of the neighborhood kids should just throw all of the eggs at my face, so I could my face could just be completely covered in egg, because 
that was a dude, and we said it on the playback. I said it to Andrew, and he was thinking the same thing. Maybe because of the recent uh, Jeremy Lin documentary, where before that the game when Lin Sanity started, his agent told him he's like, "Look, you're probably going to get cut in a in a you know after this game, so just go out there and do what you're going to do." And he went out, and you know we know what happened next. Cam, it felt like Cam played tonight like a guy who was like, you know what? Quentin Grimes probably be okay for the home opener. Fuck it. I'm letting it all hang out. <laughs> I'm just going for it. And he went for it. And even, at, you know, he made those two threes in the first half, entered halftime, two of six from, from the field. I, I didn't think he had a good half at all. I thought he had a bad half. I thought there were some, some plays on defense that left a lot to be desired. I thought some of his shot selection on offense was, was not great. And then obviously second half finishes with 22 points, 16 points in the second half, including the three pointer that sent it to overtime, nine of 15 from the field, three of six from deep. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go so far as to call it a revelation because this is a guy who many thought of as the best player in his, in a recruiting class that included RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson. But like, this is why you give up a lightly, uh, a heavily protected first round pick for Cam Reddish, even though he's shown little to nothing as an NBA player through two and a half seasons. Um, and this is why you don't trade Cam Reddish in the offseason when, uh, as I think Ian Bagley reported recently, they've had offers to trade for Cam. I think, um, I don't know if any of the teams have been reported. I've heard of a team or two that I'm not going to say here, but. You know, there were teams kicking the tires because the talent is there. The talent has never been in question. The question is whether this guy can ever get himself together. And we thought the path for Cam Reddish was going to be, okay, he needs to embrace this kind of more three and D role. Um, you know, if he's ever going to be a real NBA player. Tonight was not that. Tonight was a guy who was on the ball all the way and made shit happen because he can move and he is long. And he is agile. Shout out to whoever said that in our playback. It's a good word for it. Um, he has a, a nice touch at the rim. Like there's a lot of things that this guy does that you cannot teach. And he he showed a lot of those things tonight. And I'm gonna and I I, I feel bad. I'm not building up Julius Randall more because Julius Randall had a great game, and I probably should have spent some time talking about Julius. I'll just say Julius Randall had a very good game. Not great on defense in the first half, but overall, really great game. Um, he should be right up there with Hardenstein and Cam as well for his game. We'll get into everybody else afterwards, but uh, I'll end with this and we'll talk about it. I'm sure I'm going to get some questions about it and I don't know what the hell the answers are going to be. Although I have some thoughts. The Knicks are like, there's no putting Cam Reddish back on the bench. Uh, that's, that's, that, that's done. That's over. After this game, uh, what are they going to do? <laughs> I guess we'll talk about it tonight. We'll try to figure out some answers because, man, uh, this is a player who needs to play minutes on your basketball team. I don't know at whose expense. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. With that, uh, let us get to what I'm sure is going to be a robust chat room. Shout out to everybody watching um, and everybody tuning in. And uh, let's get this thing going. Uh, assuming uh, Andrew Claudio is going to put up a super chat. Yes. First super chat. Okay. Here we go. We're kicking it off. Manny. Thank you for your contribution, Manny. RJ. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wasting no time. 
RJ Barrett is legit garbage. He's terrified of Ja all night. Look, um, this is going to come off like a slight to RJ. It's not. RJ Barrett and Ja Morant should not be mentioned in the same sentence. Um, not today, not tomorrow, not a year from now, not five years from now. John Moran is a superstar. Um, you know a superstar when you see one. It's usually pretty evident after a year or within a few months of playing basketball. Uh, you know, sometimes you get the exception to the rule and you get like a Jimmy Butler, or you get like a Kawhi Leonard, even though, you know, Kawhi showed some signs that first year. You know a star when you see one. And John Morant's a star. And it's a star's league. And uh, John Morant didn't actually play pretty well. He didn't play well. I thought the Knicks did it, you know, other than reaching in for a couple of those floaters where you just like, if he makes the floater, you live with it. Um, John Morant didn't, didn't, didn't shoot well, certainly tonight. He was 11 to 24. He had, I mean, he had 34 points. Uh, made some key threes in the first half. I thought those were big at nine assists. But like John Morant's a star, you know, and that's fine. There are stars in the league. RJ Barrett's not one of them. Doesn't make him a bad player. He had a terrible night. He had an awful night. Um, I still think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to earn his contract and then some. But like, let's, you know, let's let's keep things in perspective, I guess is what I'll say. Uh, Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'd let it's, a, it's an oh, well kind of night. Um, great trade value games for Randall and Cam. Now I'll sit back and enjoy one hour of Obi minutes talk. I mean, I didn't bring it up. I'll, I'm, I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to talk about it unless someone asked me to talk about it, which I don't know what I have to say about it because I don't I don't think it's there's a lot of things we could talk about tonight. How many minutes Obi top and played? I, I don't think is one of them. Um Trade value games for Randall and Cam. Like again, that that gets to one of the philosophical questions of this Knicks team this season. Like they're they they're in it to win it. They're in it to win games. They're in it to make the play in and win a play in game or win two play in games and push some team in the first round to whatever they're going to push some team to in the first round. Hopefully, God willing. Um, and they're not going to trade Randall. Um, and I don't think after this game, I don't think they're going to trade Cam Reddish. I mean, who knows? Maybe some team calls him up and says, "Okay, we'll give you that first round pick you want." But I, I, honestly, at this, at like, if you're asking me right now, and I'm sure we're going to get more questions about it, I think if anything, this pushes their hand in another direction to maybe do something else with somebody else on the roster. And I, I have a, I mean, there's one obvious name, you know, he's the guy that everybody wants to get rid of. Everybody's wanted to get rid of the Knicks wanted to get rid of in the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, you know, Evan Fournier. Uh, not going to be that easy to, to move Evan Fournier, unfortunately. So they're in a tight tight spot here. Uh, next up, James Squilante. What's going on, James? Hope I pronounced your last name correct. Tough L, but good fight. You can't make up that the, the reddish three and the Brunson charge. Um, and then the fourth quarter ending. Yeah, lots of big plays. There's lots of big plays. Lots of hustle plays. I mean, you know, the Knicks tonight, you know, it was a lot of Hardenstein diving on the floor. Like, they got out offensive rebounded 20 to 18, but these are the two, I think you could look up at the end of the year and I think you could see these are going to be the two best offensive rebounding teams in the league. And Mitchell Robinson only played 13 minutes and they almost had as many offensive rebounds. I mean, these were two teams fighting hard and making some plays, just not making a lot of shots, unfortunately. Um, But I think the Knicks are going to exit this game. We are going to be discouraged about this game and I I am discouraged about this game or I'm not feeling great about the game, but I think the Knicks will look at this and be like, we shot this. 
and we had eight different opportunities to beat this team. And we didn't. You know, so I think they'll be encouraged. Dan Kemp, what's going on, Dan? Great fight. Great to be back. Lost the game. They had no business winning that turned out winnable. I like that. That's actually well phrased. Would have liked to see Deuce on Morant some. Yeah, I, I brought it up in the playback in the third quarter. Um, wouldn't mind seeing a couple minutes of Deuce just on job, ja, but I don't know if the minutes lined up because do you bring it like do you bring in Deuce like midway through the third to to go on Ja? That's kind of in the midst of when the Knicks were making their run. So I don't that's not that wouldn't have worked. So then Ja goes out of the game, and then do you bring in Deuce to go on Ja in the middle of the fourth quarter? Well, at that point, you need guys who you're kind of, you know, trust are, are going to be able to make a shot. And I don't know if that's Deuce. So I don't know if the time was right ever. Maybe the first half. Um, not a crazy thought, though. Not a crazy thought at all. Hey, guys, quick break to tell you about Factor. Factor makes it easy to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves you time by delivering chef-crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup. No dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with 29 meal options each week, I'm never bored. Going off script for this next part to tell you just how convenient and delicious I've found Factor. My to-do list is usually never-ending. I rarely have time for meal prep. When Factor sent me a box to test out, I chose the extra protein option. They sent me a week's worth of meals, and I had no idea just how convenient this was going to be. Each meal comes pre-prepared. You just put it in the microwave for two minutes, wait another two minutes for it to cool down, and boom, in four minutes, my meal is ready, and it's delicious as well. Last night while I was editing this podcast, I heated up the pork shepherd's pie with white cheddar Yukon mash and roasted green beans. Not only was the prep time non-existent, but I was able to get a lunch break in and still get the podcast out for all of you to hear without taking a significant break. They have plenty of other meal options as well. There's vegan and veggie meals, keto, low-calorie options, cold-pressure juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, the one I chose, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my god! Ow! Oh! Ouch! Oh no! It's a bloodbath in here! There's gotta be a way to keep my dagger clean and shiny safely than this! This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Which is why I now say thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 6 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL. It's time to end the days where shaving your balls becomes the final scene of a horror movie. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. The -the below-the-waist grooming leaders have a fourth-generation performance package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Spooky season is here and Manscaped is getting you set, starting with the Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Also included is their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer is here to whack your weeds and any goblins that come your way. Both the lawnmower and the weed whacker are waterproof. So in the comfort of your own home or in wild waters, these tools are your best friends. Speaking of your best friends, don't forget to give your testies besties the love they desire with Manscaped's liquid formulations. First is the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Hey, you put deodorant under your armpits, why not put deodorant on your balls? And can't forget about the Crop Reviver Ball Reviver to give your boys a boost. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Spend spooky season using the best tools for the job at Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FILMSCHOOL. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean during spooky season at Manscaped. Next up, Anthony Sixto. Thank you for the contribution, Anthony. Appreciate it. 
Rough start, but I honestly loved this game. They showed grit in climbing back, and RJ is not going to shoot like this every night. I agree, RJ. RJ will be better. It just it stung tonight because it just like it was a reminder. Like I know you know RJ is a really nice player, and he's going to be a, he might be a great player, but he's never going to be that, you know. And that's you know just not that we not that we needed a reminder, but it was it just still sucked to get one. Um, lots of new, they need to gel. I agree. Randall and Cam were great. And it took up a half on it. Like there were some horrendous. That was the other thing about the first half. Um, let me finish the comment. Randall and Cam were great. Hashtag ride with Randall. Yeah, I'll ride with Randall. Randall was awesome. Randall was awesome. If we get this version of Randall, the Knicks are going to be a really good team. I, I could sit here and say that unequivocally. If the Knicks get this version of Randall, they will figure all the other shit out. If the Knicks get this version of Randall, they will be a, they will win more games than they lose, and they will, at the very least, be a playing team. Um, as far as yeah, the first half. So yeah, other than I should have mentioned this at the top. Other than the the defensive sh- like lack of attention to detail in the first half, there were just a handful of possessions, at least more than a handful of possessions, probably closer to ten possessions, where you, the, just the shots were not what you wanted. They were just bad shots, and that made it you know tough to swallow. So. All right, next up. Thank you, uh, Anthony. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Danishevsky, great to see you tonight. Multiple multiple platforms. Good effort. Cam, I believe in you the whole time. Good sign that we didn't shoot well, but almost won against that team. RJ can't do this anymore. Well, he just did. Um, you know, look, we've seen this from RJ. He started off two seasons ago, but I... Pretty sure, really bad. Um, he definitely started off last season really bad, um, and you know he just got paid a hundred million dollars, and like he's a guy that believes he's a star. So of course he was going to come out and like put all the you know against Ja in Memphis national TV. I don't know that there was a player in the league that went into tonight putting more on their own shoulders than RJ Barrett. Is it discouraging that he did not respond? Yes, it is discouraging that he did not respond, but um, that's it, not going to be the case every night. He, he'll be fine. He's he's a, he's a good player, and he'll be fine. Um, next up, Haitian Ferg. What's going on, Haitian? Uh, Tibbs coach. Well, I I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I think Tibbs coached a good game. And I thought the play call at the end there for Cam was a great play call. I thought they had some other nice play calls. Some not so great play calls. Again, shout out to Benji on our playback. Pointed out they came in with multiple out-of-bounds Spain pick and rolls in which you had either Julius or or Obi kind of it like or uh, maybe not Spain pick and rolls. Uh, like one some set that they run that's designed to like spring a shooter. And those plays were run for Obi and Randall. So like, you know, just trying some different stuff, you know, maybe not with the right personnel, but like, yeah, I, I think it's tough for me to look at this game and say that Tibbs didn't coach well. I think he coached well. Uh, he trusted Cam, bench quickly. I thought that was the right move. Quickly couldn't, quickly looked bad tonight. I, I was going to wait till someone brought it up, but quickly looked bad. Agreed, RJ got cooked all around. Randall balled out. I love iHeart. Me too. Tibbs didn't template coach tonight. Um, stayed with the hot hands and we ran out of gas. Yeah, I think he. Dicky coached the right players. Um, I think the only decision that you could bring up 
was when Randall fouled out, he brought in Fournier. Uh, you know, anybody can attest to this who was watching the playback with us. I That's who the guy is that I thought they should have brought in. Um, didn't work out. Didn't make the big shot at the end. Um, so if you make a decision and it doesn't work out and you leave yourself open to second guessing, that is what it is. I did not personally trust OB against that team in the last, the, the end of that game. But that's me. Um, Drew P. What's going on, Drew? Evans, a one-man bottom five defense. Man, I I could not disagree more. Um, that Tyus Jones three was left so open. RJ was bad tonight, but he'll be fine. And the calls on the rest were terrible. Like, I don't know. I, I think Evans... If Evans your worst defender and everybody else is fine or good or better than good... Like, is he going to make mistakes? Yeah, of course. But guess who else made mistakes? Pretty much everybody on the Knicks. Like, there was a three that Jalen Brunson, I know, didn't close out on. Randall was not great on defense. and That's putting up politely. He was bad on defense in the first half. Um, RJ, right? $100 million man. Because two-way player, right? Okay. Did you feel RJ on defense tonight? You know. Blaming this game on Evan Fournier's defense, like there's about a two dozen things that I would point to before that. Um, their defense is going to be fine with him, and I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, made three threes tonight. I'll say that three or six from deep. Uh, next up, Rob Delusma. What's going on, Rob? Uh, what's up, JM? Good to see you, man. Um, Dad, love for another season. They didn't finish the comeback, but I liked how Cam found his way, and Randall will be fine. Yeah, the, the the Cam finding his way. I don't think I fully wrap my mind around this. Like, they play in two days. What, what happens if Quentin Grimes is healthy and ready to play? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I really don't. Um, TK, what's going on, TK? It's Hush. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Hush? Good game. Uh, you can see the glaring problems with man. This team fights. RJ can't start slow again. We really can't afford him to start this slow. And he actually looked a bit shook. So the thing that is going to leave me a little bit worried, I thought the spacing, and again, I'm going to keep shouting him out because he has these observations all the time. Benji Ritholtz pointed out in the first half, like a lot of Brunson shots. He's going to be looking at Brunson in particular because Brunson is a master of the, the mid range, but you want him taking the short mid rangers that he makes more of. You don't want him having to really make tough, tough, tough mid rangers. It's tough enough for a guy his size, right? You don't need to add to the troubles. And the reason why he was so good on Dallas last year is because of the way they played and because of the spacing that they played with. His his he made tough shots, but like he made tough shots in ideal circumstances, if that makes any sense. Um, so when you I, when you talk about the glaring problems that this team is going to have to fight, like smart teams and there's a lot of smart teams out there are going to do what Memphis did, and they're going to be like, we're we're not going to give Jalen Brunson you know unfettered access to the shots that he likes. We're going to make life really difficult for him. And if someone else beats us by making shots from the outside, well, then someone else beats us by making shots from the outside. They didn't tonight. And I wonder 
how that situation will evolve. But yeah, they fought. They fought. So I like that. I like that they fought. Uh, Forgotten NYC, what's going on? Games like these are why it is so hard for me to be an RJ fan. Continuing to hoist up shots when he's ice cold and it is extremely infuriating. Um, the only shot of his that I had the major issue with, a major issue with, and I can't, I, it's funny, he, he, the man missed 16 shots. The There's only one that I really can think of that I had any big issue with. And that was when it was, um, man, it was in the fourth quarter and it was on the, the high side. So left side of the court and he like pump faked into a, a contested three. And I think that's the last three he took. And it was like early enough in the clock. And I was like, dude, what like worst shot of the night, worst shot of the night. And I, you know, I get, he has a lot of confidence and like, you know, you think back to the Boston game last year, like what did he shoot in that game? He was not good in that game. He took that shot at the end and he made it, you know, he bricked it in, but whatever. I don't know. I think RJ is going to be okay. Wasn't a great game for him. Uh, Michael, what's going on, Michael? Welcome to super chat. Good effort from everyone except RJ. I mean, he tried, everybody tried, but you know, Brunson and iHeart are such nice pickups. I agree completely. Um, again, I, I don't know. I don't think you're going to see too many more seven for 18 games from Jalen Brunson, to be very clear. Um, and Randall, uh, Randall with the comeback. Cam proved a lot of people wrong tonight. Yes, he did. Me included. Be happy to admit that. Bulldog boxing promotions. What's going on, Bulldog? Think the defensive rebounding will be a problem this season? They were atrocious tonight. Uh, I also like the way Tibbs allocated minutes, went with the hot hand. Yeah, a lot of Tibbs praise tonight. You know, nice. Um, no, I don't think it's going to be a problem all season. The, the Memphis Grizzlies are not only are they the best offensive rebounding team in the league, they are unequivocally, and it's not close, the best offensive rebounding team in the league. This is how they play. This is what they've gone all in on. This is their play style. Um, Hardenstein, not great on the defensive glass. Again, shout out for, for Ben pointing that out tonight on the playback. Um, they miss Mitch in that department specifically. You know, and that's, again, like a lot of the mediocre teams in the league, that's the problem with the Knicks. The Knicks have a lot of really good players who could do some really good things. But in terms of the fit, it's a lot of give and take. So, like, you get Mitch out there because Mitch is be better on the defensive glass. But then your your offense gets a little bit more crampy because he can't do what Hardenstein could do. We get Hardenstein out there, offensive uptick for sure, but you lose out on the defensive glass and your and you lose out also on the rim protection. And they missed Mitchell's rim protection for sure tonight. They missed they missed Mitch guarding pick and rolls. They missed him for on a lot in a lot of ways. So that's the reason why they're, you know, a mediocre team. Um <laughs> we hope. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Rode with Andrew on the spread. Here's the here's his tip. <laughs> Very nice of you. Yeah, Nick's covered. Uh, didn't get that money line, but they they did cover. So good job by them. Uh, Reliquim Reliquim Gaming, the remnant. Okay. Hello from the land of enchantment. Hello, hello, hello to the land of enchantment. That's a that's quite a way to start out a a chat tonight. I was enchanted by who else? Cam Reddish. I hope this is becomes a running bit. Um, I too was enchanted by Cam Reddish. 
That's the only word for it. I was enchanted by Cam Reddish. Let's just for one for just one more time for posterity's sake. 22 points. Cam Reddish went six of 25 in the preseason shooting in four games. He was nine of 15 tonight. <laughs> Again, thank you. <laughs> nine of 15 for 22 points. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh my God. You could not have written this. Second leading scorer, <laughs> Rowan Beckford Sr., uh, RJ, RJ, RJ. Easy win if RJ hits five or six of those makeable shots. Yeah, man, this felt like he was one off the John Starks. I can't believe I just thought of that now. He beat the John Starks line by one make. To emphasize how bad John Starks was in game seven, RJ Barrett shot better than John Starks tonight. And John Starks did in game seven. Um, Andrew, can you throw that one back up there? Um, But yeah, if RJ goes like six of 18, they win. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky says, tell John the land of enchantment is New Mexico. I didn't know that. But that's great. Thank you, Kevin. Um, Andrew, if you could put the, the other comment back up there, because I, I feel like there was more more to it. But uh, yeah, if RJ hit a few more shots, I agree they they win this game. But like, it's not just RJ. If like Jalen Brunson hits more shots. Um, Crowen Barrett, safe in storage and out of your belly for another day. Yeah, no, I brought him out. I brought him out for... I think we're going to have to transfer RJ's soul from Crowen into, into cam. So uh shout out to Jessica. Um, what was it? Caw, Caw Reddish, Caw Reddish. I think we're going to go with Caw Reddish. That's, that's what the crow's new name is for tonight. At least um, TK. What's going on? TK can prove that the preseason chatter was wrong, including me going to be some interesting, uh, going to be interesting when Grimes is back. IQ as well. If he uh, if he cannot afford to st- he cannot afford to start slow. iHeart showing something we haven't had in a center too. Again, I just I cannot emphasize this enough. I understand there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like Evan Fournier is the obvious guy. Put him out of the rotation. You cannot bench a player or take a player out of your rotation who is making thirty seven million dollars for the next two years. Cannot do it. It is not a thing that you could do. Um, Derek Rose, the backup point guard, they need him. Not going to take Derek Rose out of the rotation. Yeah. I don't know. Hope, uh, I don't know, Gerson Rosas or Scott Perry or fucking who else? What, what are the, what are the, what are the, People of influence that we have in the front front office, Brock Aller, maybe you know, run up the phone bill, Brock. Hope they're on the phones tonight, doing making calls, taking calls, doing something. I hope. Kevin Danishevsky, one more with Reddish breaking out. I wonder if Tibbs cries as he kicks Rose out of the rotation when Quentin Grimes is back. Uh, overreaction, but he may have lost a step. Yeah, Rose. Did, I mean, I got to tell you. Probably the most shocking thing for me tonight, Derrick Rose playing 12 minutes. I thought 1,000% preseason was they're saving him, they're saving him, they're saving him. Come opening night, you're going to see Derrick Rose play 22 minutes. You know, Jalen Brunson for 32. um, Rose for all the minutes Brunson doesn't play. And then 
put them together too. And we did see them play together for a bit. For Derrick Rose to only play 12 minutes, I know he was two of eight and he, he didn't look great in the in those in that time. That pass he threw, I mean, it was you know, the cameras caught it and it was like a funny thing in in the in the game. But that's like like for like Derek Rose doesn't throw that pass, and it wasn't obvious to me that like Cam was supposed to cut or uh, I forget who else was on the on the like someone else was supposed to cut like that. I, the, the Rose didn't play well. Um, I'm not I'm not giving up on Derek Rose just yet, but like yeah, that's a that's a thing to pay attention to for sure. Um, for sure, Carolina Knicks fan, what's going on? So many wide open threes from Memphis. Need to fix that pronto. I thought more in the first half. I thought their defense really cleaned up in the second half. Um, yes, I know the Tyus Jones three was not great, and that was Fournier, and that was annoying. But by and large, I thought they cleaned it up in the second half. I would expect their their attention to detail to be better moving forward. It needs to be. You're right. Forgotten NYC, the Knicks are basically playing four on five on D with Evan on the floor. Again, I, this is like one of those things. Maybe it's just me. Like, I, I don't think Evan Fournier's defense is why they lost this game. I, ju- I just don't. I don't. I think he is. He's not. a. Is he a good defender? No, he's not a good defender. But they. They can pl- They are capable of playing good defense with Evan Fournier on the floor. I know that because there are numbers to prove it. Um, but. They were not great tonight, and he wasn't great tonight. So, uh, Jamie Lee, uh, Andrew knows I hate RJ. No excuse for spacing for his finishing. I completely agree with that. They were mostly fast breaks. Agree with that. I will fight for my unpopular opinion, like Jon Snow. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, look, he wasn't good tonight. He was not good tonight. Matt Smith, thank you so much for the very generous contribution. I think we need an investigation into Drew Hanlon. Just kidding. Uh, kidding, not kidding. Uh, I had I had fun tonight, which I guess is the point, but really some concerning signs. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. what. As far as like the team play overall, like this is kind of like you expect them to be a little clunky and on offense and I don't know if I'm that all that concerned by anything we saw tonight. Um, thrilled that Cam played well, but how is he going? Possibly going to play minutes again? I wish I had the answer to that question. I really do. I wish I did. Um, we'll see. Jeremy E, what's going on, Jeremy? It's one. How did I know this is going to be the? It's one game. <laughs> Look at Anthony Edwards' stat line tonight. I know Edwards did not have a great game. RJ always starts slow. I agree. And don't call me an RJ stand. My take is the only reasonable one tonight. I mean, look, I, I think one game is one game. And when it's opening night, it's even more so, you know, but like to me, it's tonight wasn't a huge deal for RJ because I, my ceiling for RJ is like here. Like I'm, I'm holding up my hand at a certain place. Other people's ceiling for RJ is like, and now I'm holding my hand like above the screen. Um, if I was, if I was a person whose ceiling for RJ was like, you know, where some people have their ceiling for RJ, 
Like, yeah, I'd be concerned tonight. I'm not concerned because my ceiling is different from from others. But you know, we'll see who's who's proven right. 